0: My name is Dalton, and joining me this week are the Brothers of Destruction themselves. We have Sir Cogsworth, Mr. Nate. Nate, how you doing today, sir? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me on again, buddy. Yeah, man, for sure. And then the other half of the Brothers of Destruction, Ice the ice brand himself, the ice brand cometh. Willie, how you doing, Yo. bud?
1: Yo, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. How's it, how's it going for you, man?
0: It's It's been a week. It's been a week. Uh... Doing pretty well, though. Doing pretty well. I, uh, I watched a Disney movie for the first time in a long time, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, other than that, um, I do want to touch on real quick here at the beginning. I'm sure all of you, well, not, I shouldn't say all of you, some of you are listening, very confused. Like, uh, wasn't this supposed to be Tales of Berseria? And yes, yes it was. But um, I realized that I was only about halfway through the game and wanted to put another week into it. And so James and I decided to push it to next week. Um, So that'll be when you get the next Tales of Berseria episode. And I I was in a crunch, man. I needed to figure out what to do. So I came to Willie and Nate, and they graciously accepted to come on the episode to talk about Disney's Hercules action game. Disney's action game featuring Hercules. Whatever the hell you want to call it, we'll get into that. So I do appreciate both you guys being here for sure.
1: Yep, so you had like a few different short games you kind of wanted us to look at. I think we kind of flipped a coin. I know this isn't a full time Steamy, it was more of a lightly steamed this time.
0: Yeah, lightly steamed. <laughs> yeah, we uh, I just basically looked through the list and I sent you guys a copy of all the short games that I have, which I ended up adding more last night. Uh, last night I uh went through my Twitch library of all the free Twitch Prime games I've gotten and added them to the list that I hadn't added before. And there was a bunch of like little indie short little indie games so that list grew a little bit. Um, but yeah, it came down to I believe wasn't it uh, Hercules Downwell and I don't remember the other.
1: I already forgot the third one too. Yeah, I don't
0: remember. It doesn't matter because it didn't win. But it ended up coming up to Hercules. <laughs> uh, So Before we even get into the game, um, Nate, I know you've seen the movie before, but you didn't watch it recently, correct? Yeah, absolutely true. Okay, and then, Willie, you and I both watched it within the past few days, correct?
1: So, funny enough, I somehow had never seen this movie, like, at all. It came out, like, before Mulan, so I was still watching Disney movies at that time. Somehow completely missed Hercules saw it for the first time this week. Really enjoyable, really liked it.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I think it holds up really well, but there, there you go. Some, I didn't realize that you had never seen it before.
1: Nope. First time.
0: Okay. Now, Nate, what are your memories of it? Do you remember liking it or?
2: Yeah. So like,
3: obviously, you know, growing up Willie, we would have seen it at the same point if I had seen it at a younger age. So I think that was one I probably saw for the first time either during or after college. But yeah, I remember it being like a very high tier Disney movie, especially, you know, just the amount of good, fun action and stuff it has in it, and just the characters are hilarious in it, too. Just great movie, yeah. And it moves
1: fast, man. It goes right point to point to point, never drags.
0: Yeah, it is very like come at you, just boom, boom, boom with things. Um, and the uh, the voice cast was wild. Like Disney had some serious uh, pull back then for doing oh, voice yeah. acting. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I think it was what it was. It Zeus uh, was done by Rip Torn. Uh, James Woods did Hades. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite was Pain. <laughs> uh, funny thing, when I was looking it up though, I did not recognize any of the dudes who did Hercules' voice from when he was young or older. Yeah, I was wondering who the voice actor for that was, if it was somebody famous. Because like generally,
3: looking at Disney movies, they tried to get especially from you know the mid-90s to early 2000s, it was definitely... Usually got a big name to be the lead voice, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas for Young Simba or somebody like that. I looked up
1: the guy's Wikipedia that played him. I've already forgotten his name entirely, but um, I didn't recognize most of the roles he was in. Like As far as I'm concerned, this this is, this is where I know him from. He's Hercules.
0: Yeah, yeah. his Better name- than Kevin Thorbo, at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know... Okay, so real quick, his name is Tate Donovan. That's the guy who did Hercules' voice, Tate Donovan. Yeah. So, uh, Tate, if you're listening, we apologize for not knowing who the fuck you are. But uh, Oh, and I can't forget that Danny DeVito is Phil. Yes. And is probably the best character in the whole thing, in my opinion. Um, but real quick, side tangent. My mom, growing up, fucking loved Xena and Hercules. Like, Kevin Sorbo, she thought he was a hunker, <laughs> and uh, and she loved Xena, too, man, and, like, I remember watching Xena back in the day, just as a kid, like, what's happening in my pants?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I definitely watched both of those two, and I definitely also
3: preferred Xena. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, Hercules was cool and everything, but obviously, you know, Xena, Gabrielle, much nicer to look at than Kevin Sorbo, to me. <laughs> And then, I
1: do kind of miss that whole genre though, man. On TV, those like sword and sandal type shows, those were a lot of fun. Bring back lower stakes fantasy shows.
0: I agree. I agree. And start with Wishbone. Like, Dog? Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Remember all the <laughs> little adventures he would go on? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those since probably elementary school, but I'm sure it holds up. Oh, it's got it right. <laughs> it's one of those cl- <laughs> classic, classic childhood shows, you know. Um, but yeah, man. So, if anybody listening to this is like, you know, I've never seen Disney's Hercules, it, definitely check it out for sure. Uh, you can find it on the internet, I'm sure, or you can buy it. Uh, I don't know; it might be in the Disney Vault, and if so, then give Disney the middle finger and find it online.
3: Pretty sure it's on Disney
0: Plus. If you've got it, too. Oh. Oh, I, dude, I forget that that's a thing. Yeah, it is <laughs> it is more than likely on Disney Plus as well. Uh, but yeah, man, so let's go ahead and I will just uh, push out the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit real quick. Hercules Action Game redirects here for the game based on the 1995 TV series, See Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Oh my God, there is a a game based on the Kevin Sorbo show. Okay. Put a put a pen. Wasn't in that Nintendo sixty four game? We are about to find out. Uh so sidebar. Uh Hercules The Legendary Journeys is an action adventure video game with beat em up elements released on the Nintendo sixty four and Game Boy Color. Boom. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, and that's all it says. It is one sentence on this Wikipedia. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) so It's uh, probably not that good, but I am definitely going to emulate that at some point just to see how that goes. So anyway, Disney's Hercules, also known in Europe as Disney's action game featuring Hercules, is an action video game for the PlayStation and Microsoft Windows released on June 20th, 1997 by Disney Interactive based on the animated film of the same name. It was released a week prior to the film's release. Oh, now hold on. Okay, so let's let's okay, we'll stop right there. If you would have played this game before the movie came out, it would have spoiled the whole fucking movie for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a really bizarre choice because it even has cutscenes taken directly from the movie into the game. I would not have figured this came out first. That's crazy.
1: And also, like, you would have gotten a really weird idea of the movie if you'd just played the game and not seen the movie first. Because, like, it kind of doesn't tell you why something leads into another. It just kind of jumps you right into the next set piece.
0: No, yeah, it definitely expects you to know what's going on in the the movie. Like, like you said, yeah, it doesn't really explain anything. Like, when you just kind of throws you into a level and gives you the name of the level. And if if you're lucky, you
1: get three seconds of very compressed clip from the... uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah, very compressed. It was crazy. Like so, when I when I first watched the movie back in the day, obviously I had the VHS of it. And the other day when I watched it, it was in 1080p, and I was like, "Wow, this looks really good." (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to looking at it on the um, computer, all I could think of was the pixels, Dalton. The pixels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, the game. Holy shit, the game. uh, Like. I was talking about the movie, but the game. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Pixels everywhere. Yeah, I've
1: got some comments about the resolution choices. Uh, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> I would have I would have liked for GOG to maybe, uh, a, or even Steam, either one, because um, I know it's on both. I personally own it on GOG. Um, I wish that they would have added maybe a modernized resolution choice, um, but they totally didn't it was basically just a port of the old game to make it work on new systems. Now, when I first played this back in the day, this is a game I would play with my dad uh on the original PlayStation. I had zero idea it ever came out on PC until I saw it for sale on GOG and bought it purely out of nostalgia. Like it was 4.99 and I was like, "Dude, yes, I will pay $5 for that absolutely." And jumping back into it I, I had a lot of memories come back, but at, at first, first of all, I'm more curious as to what you guys thought of it because, like, this was your first experience with it. So y'all had no nostalgia tied to it, other than maybe Nate with a few memories from the movie. But Ice, like, you went in completely, fucking, just nothing, knowing nothing about it. So I'm curious, which, which and whichever one, is, one of you wants to go first. That's up to you guys. Like, what was your first, like, initial? thoughts on the game itself
1: i'm gonna be honest man um i don't think the game made the best impression on me right at first because this is a 1997 direct port of a playstation one game to pc and it uh it's like a gog type port it doesn't have like a lot of intervening additions it's just pretty much straight up the game as released in 1997. So uh, the first things that jumped out at me were quality of life features you would have expected if it had been like a more recent conversion to PC. Like the only uh, resolution choices were full screen, uh, 320 by 240, 320 by 240 upscaled twice, and then the same thing upscaled four times. And all of those were just square pixel upscales. You didn't have any choices of like, I don't know, a fake NTSC filter or uh you know, bilinear interpretation or anything like that. Yeah, nothing. And when I uh, put, plugged in my joystick, the default joystick controls were all messed up. And because it's, it's a 1997 PC game, they expected um, the buttons to be in the, like, graphics gamepad order. They expect, like, one to be what we would consider X on the PlayStation controller. And so I had to reorganize that. And it, even when I got into the game, it was expecting only one, quote, joystick. So it wasn't reading the Xbox controller D-pad. It was strictly letting me play on the analog stick, which cost me some precision. And so the game didn't come at me both guns blazing exactly. It had this really dated feel where I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough start.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. Now, Nate, what about you, bud?
3: Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to have to pretty much agree verbatim with what he said. The first thing to jump out were. Was- It loaded the game in full screen at first, and just the amount of pixels upon pixels like, (laughs) oh, man. So I definitely had to downscale a little bit and play it windowed just to make it look a little bit better. And that did make it look better. But I think what really jumped out at me at first was, like he also said, the controller scheme was hella whack. But I started playing it and got through the first boss of the game, which was the centaur, which I'm sure we'll get to as well. And by the time I was at that point the game, was like oh uh, man, what have I gotten myself into? This is not a very fun game. <laughs> and so I put it down <laughs> and just didn't go back to it till the next day because I was like, I'm not looking forward to actually finishing this game. So, first impressions, resoundingly negative, to be perfectly honest.
0: <laughs> understandable, understandable, because this game is such a fucking hodgepodge of... Like they just wanted to maybe just put a whole bunch of different styles of gaming in here, you know. Like that the first level is a 2D like side-scrolling level, Uh and then it puts you into a runner, like a you just don't stop running, you're just running forward as the 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 land is yeah. coming at you. Uh, I affectionately dubbed those the Hercules Temple Run levels. Yeah, there you go. The t- yeah, exactly the Temple Run. Uh, that was actually what I was trying to think of, the game. And I'm like, fuck, what is that runner game that <laughs> just, yeah, Temple Run. Um, and then it throws you back into another 2D platformer-like type level. That, But, like, you can go deeper into the level in some points. You know, you had, like, those little pathways, which they don't really explain that to you. They kind of just, well, really, they don't explain shit. Now that I'm yeah, thinking games- about
1: it starts you off with three very bad tutorial levels and leaves you thinking it's going to be kind of like an Aladdin type platforming game with a couple of different things like the temple run section I thought was like okay so this is going to be like Aladdin with a couple of Lion King elements but it's not doing either as well so far like I thought that the platforming didn't feel very crisp in the in the uh, first and third level I thought it it was hard to like fight people because like it was hard to you couldn't really recognize When you were under attack things the bat type enemies or birds or whatever would fly right in right at you smack you around before you even knew they were there. There were other monsters that were hard to figure out what their attack range was or even that they were actually threats until they were already hurting you. And uh, when you get hit you can get kind of trapped into a hit stun and get like killed because you don't really have a lot of invulnerability frames. So like three levels in I'm thinking okay this seems like it's mostly going to be a a clunky platformer with a couple of gimmick levels. But then, it continues. Go on, Dalton.
0: Yeah, so, like, okay, so the first level is called your basic DID, Damsel in Distress. And it's, it's Herc going through his training. And that's where it spawned, where I, I promise at some point these are going to be Twitch sound effects on my stream. Uh, rule number 95, kid. Concentrate. Which follows usually by rule number 96. Aim. Uh, oh
1: yeah, Phil is over there yelling at you the whole time. There's a lot of charm in that. Yeah, like, The sound design in this game is actually, like, I, I loved how many little clips they pulled out.
3: The sound design, yes, good. The music design drove me insane. Yeah, they...
1: midi-ized versions of songs from the movie, but almost all of them were go to the distance.
3: But... They also looped very freaking awkwardly. Like, they did not pick a good point in the song to loop it back around. The song ended, and then you get the intro to the song again, and it just keeps going, and it's just like... And some of these levels drag on to where you think, okay, yeah, I can listen to the song two times and play it through a level. Nah, some of these levels, you were in that level through, like, seven or eight loops of the song, and you're just like,
0: holy god. Yeah, I almost (laughs) wonder if, like... They just didn't think to make that a better loop because it's like they put it in there and maybe somebody meant to edit it to make it loop like it should. But no, it's just, yeah, it literally just takes like a 30 second clip of the song and just plays it and then it ends and then there's like two seconds of silence and then it starts over. And yeah, it's, like it's there's not no,
1: There's no like loop back to the beginning of Measure 9. It's right back to the intro. Note 1 after a couple of seconds of silence. It's, it's quite awkward.
0: But they but they, uh, they throw a lot at you in the first level. It's like they're basically preparing you for the rest of the game itself. And there are there are three different uh, difficulties. There's beginner, medium, and Herculean. And you actually cannot see the end of the game without playing on medium or Herculean. The last two levels are locked behind that. So if you play on beginner, good luck. You're not going to get to the very end of the game. Which happened to me, and then I had to play it again on <laughs> medium.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you warned us about that before we started, because the game defaults to medium, but also the uh, the difficulty screen is, like, the choice is hidden in the menus, and it's quite possible that we could have accidentally twigged that when we were looking for control options and all of that, and not noticed.
0: Yeah, well, so I had died and was trying to use a password to get back to where I was, and uh, I didn't know what difficulty I was playing on. I just assumed it maybe started on beginner, and then once you beat it goes up and then goes up. So I just put in a beginner password. So that's where it fucked me. Um, But I was able to do my second playthrough. All the way up until... I think it was... I think I got to like the Hydra hydra fight. And then I ended up just skipping to the end. Because I was like, well, I've played all these already. So... Um, but yeah, so not to jump too far ahead. So after you after you do your, your basic DID, which is a lot of platforming, a lot of trying to swing from logs, uh, which were kind of hard to grab hold of, um, and deal with those mother fucking birds.
2: Uh,
0: I know, Nate, you said that the birds are the worst in most games. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah, man, like, if you've ever played Ninja Gaiden, it's not the bosses that kill you, it's the freaking birds. (laughs) Yeah, it's, anytime I was trying to do anything, I feel like they would just come out of nowhere and swoop down and hit me. And then I remembered why, when I was younger, I would use that lightning power, and when birds came on the screen, I would just start slinging it back and forth across the screen, just taking them all out. But I was trying to save those for when I needed them this time around. Uh, yeah,
1: you get a uh, limited numbers of sub-weapons in this game, which are pretty neat. There's a, a fire attack that shoots out your sword, and it seeks enemies. There's a lightning one that you can control up and down, which gives you broad uh, ability to take things down. And then there's, like, a temporary invisibility that I was also pretty helpful. And there was another one that I never figured out what it was used for, the uh, ring one.
0: Oh, that, that is the, uh, the sonic sword. So, it's like if you have one or two or three enemies, like, around you, you can use that. But... I consider that in the same vein that I consider the ability to just punch as Hercules, and it's just fucking useless. Because when are you ever in a situation where you had two or three enemies around you at once? Yeah.
3: Like, to be honest, guys, with the way I played the entire game, the, I only used the power-up like sub-weapons in one stage of the game. The rest of the game, I just played through entirely with the basic sword and never punching.
0: <laughs> now, that's pretty much how I did it, except... Uh, the centaurs in the centaur forest, I would use the lightning on uh, just because I didn't want to get close to them. But um, I assume that the level that you're talking about that you use those on is Titan flight. Absolutely. And we don't have to talk about it in order, so we can go ahead and talk about Titan flight. So, like, you're going through the game and you're doing. Uh,
1: I would like I would like to say one more thing before we get jumped right to Titan. Flight
0: oh, yeah, well. absolutely. Go ahead.
1: Because I was really hard on the beginning of the game, right? The first two, three levels, I didn't enjoy very much at all. Uh, I went out to level four, which. Uh, that's the Hydra, I believe, right?
0: Uh, level four is the Big Olive. Oh, the
1: Big Olive, right. First the Big Olive. So it's another platforming level, but this time it makes more sense when you can go into the background and foreground because there's like stairs everywhere and it's yeah. really clear and the exploration makes a lot more sense. And when you do that ground pound to clear out stuff and see if anything happens, like you can tell if something's going to happen because like there's cracked pillars and stuff shakes and it feels like this level's where the game maybe should have begun because it was well signposted, felt good, uh, the graphics made things a lot clearer and it changed up what we were doing a lot with the mini fight against the Minotaur and then the swooping harpies where you had to save people like some kind of bizarre, like, defender, but you're playing, like, a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Like, I thought that was really cool and I was kind of back on board. Then it got to the Hydra fight where it's, like, another completely new perspective. Like, uh, so it's, you're side-scrolling, but the boss is in, like, I don't know how to say this. He's, like, in the background, but he's in the middle of, like, a 360 rotatable uh, arena, basically.
0: And I think he was, I think he was poly- polygonal. Like, he was made out of polygons, yeah. but you were still 2D.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is one of those levels, too, where, like, the, I think the 3D effects, like, integrated really well with the actual game. Because it was pretty easy to tell when he was coming in, when you could attack him. And so you're kind of rolling around trying to make sure rocks don't fall, and you jump up and hit him. And once you beat him, then, you know, you're you're Hercules, you're now the hero, and now it takes you to fight a Medusa, because that's, like, it didn't really show these in depth in the movie, but it had, like, that one scene where he's beating a bunch of monsters and everyone loves him, and that scene, I think the Medusa fight's supposed to, like, be basically a An elaboration on that. Yeah. And in that one, you're, again, running around the same kind of arena, and this time trying to trick the Medusa into lasering down pillars, so then you can trick her into laser, you know, using her eye-staring thing on these pillars, so then she hits a mirror, and it bounces back and hurts her, and it's like, I don't know, it was really cool. And then when we got back into the 2D section platforming again, I'm like, okay, I'm having fun again. And then it goes to the 3D again, and I'm like, okay. And it just, I felt like from that point, it was like the game kept going up and up, and it just felt like it had such a cold start at first. But from level 4 on, I was really digging it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Nate, I think, uh, if I remember the chat correctly, you, it was around the Hydra fight that your perspective started to change on the game too, right? Well, it was actually in the big olive that it started to change because...
3: kind of the stuff that it showed you in the first stage really poorly and wasn't really well constructed in that stage they actually used to much better effect in the big olive stage and it was actually really fun to do exploring in that stage because like like willie was saying there's the foreground and background coming up and down kind of like the pseudo 3d movement of it where you can actually find all the secrets and stuff, and it was actually a lot of fun to go through and find the secrets areas of that stage. It was actually more rewarding than the previous few 2D platforming stages. So, it's like, the game, like he said, should have started there, or they should have designed those first levels more like that one. Yeah, Because it just really changed a lot at that point into a much, much better experience. And then, right after that stage, you go into the Hydra fight. And the Hydra fight it was just, like, something completely different, but it was so well-conceived and put together that it just made it...
0: It was just fun, you know? It was just yeah. fun. And it's... Like, the Hydra fight gets, quote-unquote, hard, and I assume on, like, Herculean, which I, I didn't get a chance to try it. I meant to, but I forgot. Um, but I can imagine that it might be a little more difficult, but it's really all about timing. But... Once you start slicing off the Hydra heads, which I don't, you know, listeners, if you don't know how a Hydra works, you cut its head off, it grows back like two or three. And then, you know, repeat. It just repeats if you cut its head off. And uh, you eventually have a lot of heads like all around. So in the beginning, you can kind of escape the one head by running out of its field of vision. But then once you cut that thing off and the three go back, well, then you cut one off and then another two or three grow. And eventually you've got Hydra heads everywhere. And basically you're just trying to keep cutting off heads until it's h b bar goes down, and then the rock falls on it uh and then yeah, I thought it was i don't I didn't remember this from being a kid, but it really does throw you from one boss fight straight into another one, like with no let it let up no warning. I don't even remember if there was a cutscene in between. pretty sure there wasn't, but the wild
3: thing about that is too is those boss fights are both pretty well constructed and fun. But we didn't really talk about the first boss fight in the game, oh, which was God, against yeah. the centaur, which was completely awful. It was so unintuitive. What you had to do in that fight was basically avoid the centaur until he turned around. And then you could jump on his back and ride him for a couple seconds to take off like a third of his health or whatever. So you had to like repeat that three times, I believe. But there was it was really unclear. There was no instruction to let you know that. So you just go up there and start swinging your sword at him and nothing would happen. You would just get lucky one time and jump and land on his back like, hey, how did that work? And eventually figure it out. But that was not a well-designed or well-signposted fight at all. Yeah, I think I even said in the Discord chat, I
0: was like, fuck, I can't remember how to beat this guy.
1: (laughs) It was in the manual, but I'm the nerd that checks the manual. And even after I did, because it took me like three losses to it before I did, I was like... I still couldn't tell when to jump on his back. Because the manual said, ride him. Like, you know, he's a horse, ride him. I'm like, okay, sure. So I would try to jump on him. You can't just jump on him for free. You have to kind of run away from him until he starts to look left, look right, like, where'd you go? Which doesn't feel very heroic and isn't how I remember it happening in the movie either.
0: No, not at all. I I, uh, actually, so there's like a little ledge that you can jump up on on the left. And I ended up cheesing it where I would get him to come over there and I would jump so he would punch that rock. And then I would jump again over him. But I would stay in the air long enough that he would turn around to face where I was jumping. And then I would still be in the air and I would redirect. And I would land like where he's at and then scoop behind him because there, you know, there was no collision between the two of you. And every time he would be like, oh, where'd he go? Where, where'd he go? And at that point, Nate had reminded me to jump on his back. So... Uh, yeah, he was he was easy-peasy, but yeah, a terrible fucking boss fight.
1: And it was also and... one of those boss fights that's in the actual level proper, meaning if you uh, lose the fight, you go back a little way, and if you lose the, all three times and you continue or whatever, there's not a continue at the fight. You have to go all the way through the level again, which was not a level I was very fond of because I didn't feel like the tracks that marked when you could go forward and back were well labeled. I didn't think that the trees you could punch down, or the rocks you could punch down versus the ones you couldn't were very clear. And it, I don't know, that was the bad start, but it got better.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's like why like after the first time I beat the centaur, I was like, I'm done with this for now. (laughs) Because it was like, I was worried that was going to be the entire game.
1: Oh, man. It, Speaking it, of continues and passwords and stuff, I got to say, this game has a really awkward system for continues and passwords. So I think the way all three of us played it is we just looked up a password chart and, like, used that to continue if we died. Because um,
3: I beat it without having to continue.
1: Well, you, you Ooh, suck. Anyway, we got a bad ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you only get to continue if you find all the hercules level letters in a level that's how you earn a continue and man they are well hidden i don't think i single one time found every hercules level letter
3: i got all but one twice Second. and i didn't know what they did at all so i was i was like man i want to know what happens when you get them all well now i know so thank you yeah you gotta continue <laughs> I was and, wondering. If you find
1: four, and if you find four of the big jars that's how you get um that's how password. you get the password yeah it's strange, too, because I get that the password system is four jars, so I guess that makes sense. But, like, the little guy icon, you would expect to be a one-up, but that's make your max HP more. And then the little jar, which you would think is not as good as a big jar, is the actual one-up. So, <laughs> I don't know. Strange. Strange yeah. choices.
0: Herculade. Herculade!
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <clears throat> it was the Hero's Gauntlet, the uh, the first Temple Run-esque level where I got all of the letters but L, at the end, and I, I I thought I had them all, and I got the final S, and I was like yes, and then I looked, and the L wasn't there, and I was like, where the fuck did I miss that? <laughs> where was it? I swear I saw every letter. But who the fuck knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, they did really well at uh, hiding stuff in this game. Like there there are some spots that like you wouldn't think there would just be something to go look for but then you might have to stomp the ground and then you break through and there's a letter and a pot and a bunch of the little coins that you collected which i guess the coins were just there to have something to collect because they did nothing that i could notice. literally
1: just score at the end of the level if you got enough he would call you a hero or some other rank (laughs) but man when you um you're, the Big Olive, especially, was such a great level to hide stuff in because not only did that use the back and forth uh, 3D-ish element and the hidden stomping, like you said, they did a great job with the verticality, too, because you had all the little swinging jump pegs you could jump off of that would take you up onto rooftops and stuff. And yeah. I don't know, I thought they, it did a great job of hiding stuff in clever places and made it feel like a huge level to explore.
3: Yeah, and that's like what made me start actually getting excited for the game, because that was the first level that I had collected all the letters except for one, and I had even thought about going backwards in the level to try to find that last letter, because I was actually realized, hey, I'm having a good time playing this game now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's really strange to me uh, that this game was not an arcade game, but in a sense to me it felt like an arcade game, because it's like, The first three levels are stupid and fucking hard. And it's like, after that is when the game gets really good. And to me, that sounds like a quarter eater. And for the people who spend enough quarters to get good at it, you get to experience the good part of the game. but you have to get through the bullshit in the beginning. But that doesn't make sense because this came out on PC and PlayStation. So there were no quarters involved. So I don't know if it was artificial.
3: I almost wonder if the the first level they developed the game was um the big olive and they kind of tacked on the introduction stages afterwards to and this is just me making stuff up out of my head <laughs> yeah, that's but i was wondering if that was the first stage they actually developed and then you're like well we need to pad this a little bit so let's add a couple more stages to the beginning that's the
0: only thing i can think of yeah that's a that's a big possibility um... yeah
1: because that's when the game really hits its stride and then from that point on. Again, like the first the first running level, Hero's Gauntlet, like it like we've said, it's like Temple Red, it's from behind the back, you run in a straight line, you kind of dodge stuff backwards, forwards, pick stuff up on the ground. And I don't know, I didn't really have a great time with that, but it reprised that mechanic for the level where in the movie where Hercules has given up his powers and I guess this uh this review has small spoilers for the movie Hercules. Um in <laughs> yeah. case you hadn't read the Greek myth Hercules and couldn't roughly guess what would happen in a Disney movie. Um <laughs> But um, at one point, he gives up his powers, blah, blah, blah. And then he has to go chase down the Cyclops. And uh, that part was, like, really cool because the Cyclops is in the background taunting you the whole time and throwing stuff at you and the city's kind of breaking down in front of you. People are running away, which is running towards you because you're running towards the Cyclops. And um, that running level felt a lot better, even though it was still a little too tricky. But then, the basically the last level, the last real level of the game, I felt like, there was, you get actually into the underworld and you're doing that running stuff again but now it's like dark and gray and there's ghosts and Hades coming by in a chariot throwing fire down at you and I don't know man that level actually was maybe my favorite level in the game by
0: the end of it so the Cyclops one is called the Cyclops the Cyclops attack and uh, I one thing about that level that really I enjoyed was watching how in 1997 they got that to work because like it was hard to see kind of on the first one but on on that one where like you are seeing the game load in the city as you run and i could tell where the static background was just a video playing and then stuff was loading in in front of you as you were running i thought that was really cool um
1: cool mesh of 2d assets 3d assets pre-rendered animation and then polygonal and sprite stuff like they they did a lot there, and I think that that's such a hallmark of that like mid to late '90s PlayStation era where you had these new technologies, but you couldn't just go all in on polygons because you couldn't get the detail you needed. Like that's super cool.
0: Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, after that was Titan Flight. So now we've gotten oh. to Titan Flight. Uh, this was this was the outlier to me. This is the yeah. one weird fucking level to me because you don't really experience anything like this beforehand that I remember. And then all of a sudden you're in this side scrolling it reminded me of a shoot 'em up almost, but you had your sword and this is the level where the uh power ups really came in handy. Yo. Um... Yeah,
1: so all of a sudden it looks like it's, you you hop on the Pegasus and it's this like Gradius type thing where you're flying sideways and the bat monsters that, or bird monsters that used to be annoyingly swooping down at you are now moving in like wavy patterns like in those old shmup games and you're picking up power-ups and trying to get through waves of them and then every now and then there's a new titan in the background throwing all these elemental effects at you and the music in that section was actually sweeping and you're flying through the clouds and everything hit really hard on that level and I really felt like that was like a white knuckle like adventure. Like, I felt like a hero doing that.
3: Yeah, like that level, like once you start get the hang of it and we're able to do the flying and you've realized which power-ups you should be using for which section, it just felt really good putting that all together and then like once you're getting towards the end of the level you start seeing like where all the gods are like planted to the ground and trapped and you can like go down there and free Dionysus, free Athena and at the end you free Zeus and it just, it was a really cool
0: level, all in all. And I like that little touch where you started freeing all the gods at the end. Yeah, and in the movie, that would be uh, represented by when he flies up there after Hades is taken over, and the Titans are out and all of that, and you got to, uh... You're, and, and throughout that level, you were also dealing with the Titans in the background who were throwing shit at you. Like, uh... There's the ice, the ice guy who's throwing the ice spikes and stuff as you're trying to attack these birds and maneuver away from the ice spikes. Uh, there's big lava homeboy. Uh, I don't remember what wind the wind guy did. I think maybe he was just shooting debris. Maybe.
3: Yeah, the ones that stand out are definitely the ice and the lava because like. Trying to navigate your way through the, all the big fire and then it has like the swooping fire that goes around in circles that you kind of have to like if you play a like, Mario world it's kind of like a ring of booze you have to sit in and then leave yeah. at the right moment yeah. Yeah, was... yeah
1: I loved that part that the, the little fire ring that was like around you was so cool and then like the ice, because it's like you 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 wanted to use the lightning for most of it, but in this level you can't aim the lightning; it only goes straight in front of you like a laser, and a shoot up. So like you had to switch to your sword to kind of keep lightning from raining on your uh, ice from raining on your head. Like I don't know, man. I just I felt like I was doing a lot, and it made me feel like I was cool and heroic.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it was it was a really cool level, but that's that's why I was saying at the beginning that this game is such a hodgepodge because there's so many different styles of game in it. You know, like you got your Temple yeah. Run, you got your platforming, you got your fucking sh- shoot 'em up style. You know, and then but The funny thing is, the tutorial only went over the platforming. Which, correct me
3: if I'm wrong, wasn't the last platforming level the Big Olive until you got to the basically the final boss fight,
0: which was platforming controls, but there was no platforming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because from Titan Flight it rolls into Passageway of Eternal Torment, which is the uh, underworld. Yep. Temple run. Now, uh I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I when I went and did the the second playthrough, uh I somehow skipped this level and I'm not sure how. Oh, no, it's oh, a done one. <laughs> like, that's a real good one, dude. I don't I don't know if the uh the game glitched or maybe I did die and I put in the wrong password, but I remember going from Titan Flight and then Loading back up and going back in, and I was fighting Hades.
1: I Oof. bet I know what you did. It said you can't play the last two levels unless you uh put it unless you're playing on medium, right? Yeah. You used the second to last password you saw, right?
0: Oh yeah, I bet there wasn't. <laughs> the actual last
1: password is just view FMVs.
0: Oh, well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, well, Especially yeah. because
1: you okay. missed what I thought was either the best or second best level. Because it was to me, it was it was uh, Eternal Torment or Titan Flight by far.
3: I'll say Titan Flight was my favorite. Probably Titan
0: Flight, Eternal Torment, and the Big Olive. Those were my three favorite stages.
1: It's those three in some order
2: for sure.
0: And I know you guys you pretty much described Passageway of Eternal Torment. But is there anything other, like other notes that you have about it? Like, I mean, uh, when, what what if what you're really going to go back and
1: play it? If you're gonna go back and play it, I recommend you kind of don't run full speed the whole time because um, in that one a lot of stuff drops a little ways ahead of you, and if you kind of go normal speed, you have time to react because yeah. you can't just jump, jump, jump over everything in that area. It's um, uh, there's, there's it it kind of alternates between like platform jumping and obstacle dodging, yeah. and the obstacle dodging parts are pretty intense. Like I died a lot in that level, but I never felt like it was unfair. I just felt like I didn't do quite as well as I could have.
3: I only died once on that level, and it was to one of the platform jumps. I just mistimed it or something. Oh, but, like, I love that level with, like, how it had, like, the skeletons running towards you. And then, like, once they got close to you, they swiped their sword at you, and
0: you just run past them. Just some of the animations in that level were really well done. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check it out because it. I know it's not long. And it's like, <laughs> how did I miss that one fucking level at <laughs> all? These, uh. Which, that leads to the the final fight of the game, which is a boss fight. Which, honestly, I didn't think Hades was that hard at all. Oh, he was super easy, man. If you just like got him into a stun lock type
3: situation where you just swung your sword, he couldn't attack back. So if you just kept up with him as he moved and just kept hitting him from the sword, he was basically pathetic.
1: I lost my first life against him because the game had trained me to think of boss fights as puzzle fights that one is not one you just jump up and hit him with sword and jump up and hit him with sword he flies away and shoots a little homing shot at you every now and then and there's like stage hazards to dodge but he actually isn't um he himself doesn't fight back he doesn't have a hurt box on you if you just keep hitting him he pretty much is helpless
0: yeah that's that's basically my uh my experience with it was uh uh, I died once from the uh, the hazards in the level, but he himself, actually, like... Yeah, he was yeah. pretty fucking easy.
3: Go ahead, Nate. I would say much easier than the final boss of the video game, Hades. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't even gotten to that. Like, when it comes to Hades, bro, I got to the uh, the dude in the Minotaur and yeah. could not beat them for the life of me.
3: Pretty tough fight, man. And that's one thing, like... When I was playing Hades, and this is kind of like an aside, um, I was got really into Hades there for a minute like everybody else did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what it made me think of was the Disney movie. So I went back and looked up all the Disney representations of all the gods that were in the video game Hades as well. It was just so funny looking at the different
0: representations between that game and the Disney movie. Oh, yeah, because in Hades, like, was it... Uh... Narcissus is Narcissus in Dionysus. Oh, is it? Is it Dionysus? Yeah, like, they all look so like s- sexualized or just like ripped and brutal. And then like oh, yeah, in, in Hercules, do. they just look like
3: and Dionysus. Is Disney characters, a little purple dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Athena looks pretty fierce in the uh, Hercules movie. To be honest, Wouldn't yeah. Nice yeah. Her.
0: yeah, Athena. Yeah, she's she's bad and then Ares oh, that was funny they kind of made him short and fat <laughs> but yeah uh, honestly I let's see if I had to give Hercules a ranking I'd give it like 7 I, I'd give it a 7 out of, out of 10 uh, Herculades <laughs> I, I think it's a very good for being a licensed game it's pretty good I think that's the key to it. For a licensed game, yeah, it's pretty good.
3: It's not the best licensed game ever made, but, you know, it is really fun once you get past those first few stages. So there were about ten stages, and about three of them sucked. So seven
0: out of ten sounds about right to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If, uh... Oh, go ahead, Ice.
1: I was just going to say, if the game had started, or if the game had finished like it started, with kind of clunky platforming, kind of hard to tell what you're supposed to be doing and all that, this would possibly be a four or a five, but mm-hmm. I'm actually up to a seven with you guys. Seven Herculades out of uh, X.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, the, the Roman numeral. I, should, I should, we should have done VII out of X. <laughs>
1: And I, someone's <laughs> going to get on me and say, this is a Greek, not Roman. That Roman numeral joke is also in the movie. You can't say anything about it. One of them says, somebody call i I'm as anachronistic <laughs> as the movie. Get at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the sad part is I didn't even pick up on it until you've mentioned it because I'm that
0: dumb person. <laughs> There's a... So, going back to the movie, like, watching it as being older, there was some things in that movie that went over my head as a kid. Like, in the beginning, the very beginning of the movie... The uh, the chubby lady who is as one of the, the muses is talking about oh that Hercules is a hunk I'd like to get him alone and, and then the girl cuts her off and starts talking about something else <laughs> and I was like oh yeah she wants to she wants some of that some of that hero dick
1: <laughs> I think my favorite over the heads of the kids references when I watched the movie was definitely um, Meg and Hercules go to see a play and her cause like. Uh, Thanks for showing me that Oedipus thing. Man, I thought I had problems. Oh, yeah.
0: Man, I thought I had. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's good. Now that I know what Oedipus is. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's good. And then there was another one, too, where uh, I didn't get the the sexual overtones of the scene where Meg is trying to seduce Hercules. Mm. Uh, As a kid, I just thought she was being... I, I don't know, but now I get more of the context of what she was trying to uh, get at, you know. and it was pretty funny. It, to me, it's like a lot of Disney movies have those types of little nods, and I think they're there for the parents. Oh, absolutely, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
3: one of the things about the movie itself, too, is I think that the character of Hades is one of my favorite Disney
0: villains, period. Oh, fuck Yeah. I think that's why he was so prominent in some of the Kingdom Hearts games. I think it was the first one. I haven't played any of those. Oh man, if you like Disney, it's well worth your time, in my opinion. Uh, I, I like also like how in that movie
3: there's like references to other Disney movies, like they always do. There's one scene where like they somebody was like basically wearing scars tanned hide as a thing and then threw it on the floor as a lion
0: rug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. the uh, the little Easter eggs in it were great. I agree. Um, also, man, the beginning of the movie did a really good job of, like, making me feel bad for Hercules. Like, oh,
2: well.
0: when everybody was, like, uh, calling him a freak and giving him her shit. Hercules, you freak. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, Hercules.
1: Personally, I'm over here thinking, this guy has, like, godlike strength, and y'all think taunting him is the play? I don't know if that's what I would have gone with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fell for him, but at the same time, yeah, I'm like, bro. All it takes is for you to punch one of them into the fucking stratosphere and none of them will fuck with you ever again. I think he's a nice guy. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. He's that, a poor, good lad. that poor donkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he pulls that cart up and he picks up that huge thing of hay and the donkey's sitting there, got a fucked up arm and he just tosses the hay back on the cart and the donkey just goes straight up. <laughs> and then luckily he catches it, but yeah, it all it worked good, out in
1: the end he, he launched him so far in the sky he had a moment to have a quick talk with his dad before he caught him yeah. I love kind of jokes like that man
0: uh, and then the end of the movie made me tear up a bit because Phil had talked about he always wanted to train a hero that would be remembered in the stars and at the end they Hercules gets his place in the stars and somebody's like look there's Phil's boy and it, it made me tear up I was like oh Phil yeah Danny DeVito which is funny, because, you know, it, I don't know how they actually made a cartoon version of Danny DeVito, but that was, like, relatively how big he is, I think. I think that was actual size Danny DeVito, just in a little uh, satyr costume. We need to give Danny DeVito a break, though, seriously. <laughs> how come
3: even when he's doing character voice acting, they still make him the short little dumpy dick? <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: always. It's like i've never i've never seen anything where like in fact now i want to like animate a movie with where the biggest character in the whole thing is voiced by danny devito
1: hercules too but not hercules is danny devito
0: <laughs> yes exactly and they bring back that dude whose name i have already forgotten since the beginning of the episode
1: Tate donovan
0: yeah t- and make him make him feel you
1: apologized to him 45 minutes ago dalton
0: yeah 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 that was a that was a long time ago <laughs> Not really. I don't know, man. Tate Donovan, I apologize again for forgetting your name a second time in the same episode. <laughs> if you if you're listening. Hey, and you've got all that sweet sweet uh voiceover money. You should you should join the Patreon. Tate Donovan. Hey, you can listen to some of Dalton's awesome behind the uh, behind the nightmare tracks that he puts in for his music episodes, which are fantastic. Hey, yes, thank you sir. Thank you sir. Yeah, I might as well go ahead and plug that really quick. If you'd like to uh, check out the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com/ Podcast. or you can pop over to uh, the and that's the website. It's got all the links, all the links uh, for the Discord, all of that stuff. Uh, let's see, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, my Bandcamp music if you want that, and the Patreon. all the links are on the website. It's nice
1: totally so, recommend y'all drop by the discord it's a fun time uh that's where the poll is for each new episode because of the new system where there's five episodes or five games to choose from per episode it'll be a little bit before the next poll closes because we've got kind of a backlog right now right dalton
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's the way to put it yeah uh once i'm through with uh tales of versaria uh we will be diving into dragon quest 11 and, man, that is probably going to take a while. Uh, yep, that but, is a beefy boy. The first time I played through that game, it took me 90 hours. Yeah, I know. I'm on my Switch playthrough, which I'm going to start over on PC, but on my Switch playthrough, I was up until, I think, uh, the second arc had ended, or I was getting near the second arc, and it was kind of getting towards that that back the back end, where it's like you think the game's over, but then there's a bunch of game left. Mm -hmm. I think I was around there, and I was sitting at about 80 hours. So, yeah, I had had put some serious time into that. But I look forward to doing it again. But on that same note, um, Willie had a good idea that he had given to me about uh, pulling short games in the meantime, but like in between. So, um, that's what this was. (laughs) That's what this episode was. So, this is like a... Uh, a beginning of a new thing. So, next week is going to be the uh, the Tales of Berseria wrap-up episode. And then, the week after that... Now, here's something I'm going to hash out with you guys right now, because I, uh, you know, appreciate y'all's input. Do I go from Tales of Berseria straight into a Dragon Quest? Or should I... Like, the way I was thinking about was doing the Tales of Berseria episode and then doing another short game. I think that's your best bet, man, because
3: you want to give yourself enough time to get enough into Dragon Quest XI that you feel like you have enough to talk about because it's a long game, as you said, and even if you take a week between each episode, I can still see it taking you three to four episodes to get through all of Dragon Quest XI. So I would want you to give yourself as much time as possible, especially for the first episode, so you can have a lot to talk about in that
0: initial one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt really bad about, uh, last week's tales of Berseria episode because it was like, I had had a rough fucking week and like my mind was all jumbled when I was trying to talk about the game. And it was like, I couldn't remember anything. And it was, it was bad. I probably shouldn't have even released that to be honest, but I wanted to put something out because I didn't want to miss a week. You know, maybe next time I'll pull from the Patreon and drop one of those. But, uh, it uh. It was definitely more than I thought it was going to be. For some reason, I thought Tales of Berseria was like a thirty-hour game, and I, it's more like a sixty-hour game. So. I've, I've, what I saw on the Twitch stream it looks like a pretty good game. At oh, least that, though, it's it's hella fun. It's hella fun, and I'm interested in where the story's going. Uh, they've done a good job at getting me invested in the characters, um, but. The the combat's gotten a little repetitive, but. I don't know. We'll see. we'll see how it goes with the rest of the week. Um, yeah, you guys, got either of you have anything else to talk about? Uh, anything else to say about Hercules? Anything on your minds? What's up, gentlemen? I think I covered everything I needed to say about the game. Like I said, I enjoy it. I probably won't play it again, but it's a good game. Yeah. What about you, Willie?
1: I mean, it's a game from 1997, and it's a pretty good game. I can't go ahead and full-throatedly recommend everyone check it out right now but um because it does have its weaknesses but man it was pretty fun and it was worth revisiting hercules movie along the way because i mean i say revisiting for most people it'll be revisiting for me it was the first time and uh fun fun movie good times had a good time with it
0: yeah and you know i appreciate you guys for joining me um and let's see i already ran through all the plugs and stuff so i don't have to do that uh yeah. Um, probably going to be hearing more of Nate and Willie here soon because uh, I know I'm going to be bugging you guys to come talk some Dragon Quest with me. And I know nothing about Dragon Quest. Oh, no, nothing at all. What's a dragon.
2: <laughs> and then,
0: uh, Nate, if you've got the time, and then Willie, if you've got the time, I'll probably bug you guys for some of the shorter games as well. Um, I've also, like, I've talked to Ryan. I know he is now on break, um, but he has not mentioned to me about playing any games or anything so he may still be doing busy doing family stuff i'm not 100 sure uh so that's kind of up in the air at the moment so we'll, we'll figure that out um
1: yeah consider me on tap for any of the shorties as long as you you know as long as we can both manage to get the game running
0: yeah yep. for, for sure now before we get out of here uh hey nate here's your patreon shout out buddy what's up oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> plug your shit sir yep like Dalton says,
3: I stream on Twitch as well. Um, you can find me on Wednesday evenings or Sunday afternoons at twitch.tv slash turtlebearman. I'm also turtlebearman on Twitter if you want to follow me and get alerted to my Twitch streams. And occasionally
0: I'll make a really bad joke. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I enjoy the Twitch stream. It's always great. Um, I I always like to pop in. Even if I just got to lurk for a little bit, I like to give you the view. But I'd rather... I rather the times when I'm there and I can actually like sit down and watch and enjoy. It's always a good time. Especially lately you've been playing some uh Dragon Quest 3. I guess setting said yeah, well, Dragon Warrior 3, but Yeah,
3: I'm all Dragon Quested up at the moment. with playing Dragon Quest 11, I started that again for the podcast and I've been playing 3 for the stream. So I'm all in on Dragon Quest
0: right now. <laughs> Man, at the end of this you're going to be like, "All right, no RPGs for 6 months." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ice, do you have anything Would you would like to plug or anything, like maybe a friend that you'd like to plug, anything?
1: Uh, Well, let's see. Um, I'm Studios on Twitch where I don't ever stream. (laughs) I'm Studios on Twitter where I don't ever tweet. So go drink some ice water with a slice of lemon, man. It's a good drink. That's all I got.
0: Hey, you know what? I don't have anything. I think that sounds refreshing as hell, and we will end on that. Everybody go have a glass of fucking water. Hydrate yourself. Herculade <laughs> Anyway, for this week's Steam Machine Podcast, is there Willie and Nate. I'm Dalton and as always guys, take it easy.